0: Welcome to the Mindful You podcast, and today's guest, Dawn Bennett. Dawn has spent Over 25 years, focusing on the mind-body conversation, how the energies of the body and the energies of the mind work together. She's written books on the intimacy and the power of touch, very much into neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis, self-hypnosis and supporting people as they develop their skills and abilities to manage this conversation of the mind and the body. When you talk about the mind and the body, you bring in the conversation of mindfulness. So today we're going to be talking with Dawn about the work that she does and how her work applies to also the area of mindfulness. Welcome, welcome Dawn to the Mindful You podcast. So I'd like to find out a little bit about your journey and what made you decide to do what you're doing now. And what realizations did you have that then motivated you to follow the path that you're following now?
1: So I was going to college, as I was supposed to do, for uh, international business. Woohoo! (laughs) Right. That's right. I like speaking languages. That's Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) International. Sure. (laughs) Right. So um, while I was there, I decided to take a Tai Chi class because I was interested in martial arts. And a guy came up to me and he was like, you know, I'm reading this book called The Celestine Prophecy. And it says if you're drawn to somebody you have something to teach them and change their life or something like that. And I was like, Oh, nice, nice pickup line. Great. Awesome. But anyway, he changed my life. (laughs) He brought me down to the nursing program where I learned um, therapeutic touch and healing touch and started learning about auras and energy and how we interact as humans. And I was like, what is this world? I've never heard about. Right. And so I went to, I dropped out of college. I went to massage school Um, and started working as a massage therapist. And as I was doing massage was looking at this mind body connection. How come when I touch people's hands, they're like, oh, my grandmother used to touch me like that. Or I touched their hip and like, oh yeah, football injury, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago and started doing a lot of work around like uh, Peter Levine's work. And that led me into going, well, how do I work with the emotions and the body? I got into sacral therapy. Doing some emotional release work, and I was like, "I want more." Found out about homeopathy. I was like, well, "Why not?" I'm going to become a classic. Let me let me let me find.
0: Fa- I'm not quite sure. I'm familiar with homo-opathy. homeopathy. What's-
1: homeopathy. Homeopathy is an energetic medicine er. that's been around for many years, developed by Samuel Hahnemann. Um, and what it is is, you take a substance, like let's say you take a tree. And you triturate it and dilute it down in a certain process that allows just the energy of the substance to be left over. So if you've ever heard of like the homeopathic remedy, Arnica is really popular. Um, Arnica Montana is used for bruising and for Mm. injuries. Um, They use it a lot with, um, what's that called? Plastic surgery. Post plastic surgery to reduce swelling and such, any kind of injury. Anyway, so homeopathy is really about where is the energetic pattern in the body stuck and how do you shift it using remedies. So there's a lot of, what's hmm, what I'm looking for? There's a lot of controversy about the science of the background, right? Because it, it works very much on the quantum level. But I wanted something that worked with people that they could do themselves, that they could take ownership of, that they could take power of that I wasn't doing to them. And so that's when I ran into emotional freedom techniques tapping. That led me into learning about um, hypnosis and neuro-linguistic programming. And so that's when I started taking all of those trainings and really working. I became a relationship and intimacy coach because my whole life path is about How do I help people connect to themselves and to others in the most true and authentic way possible? And what words do we use that take away from who we are, that take away from our connection to people? How can we use those words more powerfully, more purposefully? How can we ask for what we want and what we need? How do we become aware of what we want and we need first? Um, in order to connect with with our relationships, with our friends, with our family members, with the community around us, and that's what led me to write my books as well. So that's the kind of short version of my path wow. forward into this into this world.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. I can see uh, the the path of healing, the yes. path of reducing psychological suffering. The path of, I'm in the mindfulness business, and so what you're talking about also is mindfulness, is to be able to be uh, not seduced by the thoughts that you're thinking, uh, being Thanks. able to sort of rise above and see things and be able to observe and, and, and heal the body. And, and touching certainly is a, uh, I, I, f- I find that physical touch,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is healing, uh, and often people are uncomfortable with physical touch, which I find. Oh, why would you be uncomfortable with physical touch? Yeah. Right. But, but for those people who are uncomfortable with physical touch, what would you tell? What would you? How would you recommend them to sort of get on that path you're talking about?
1: Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is self awareness. What about it makes one uncomfortable? So is there a belief somewhere or fear that you're going to do something wrong or that you're not a man if you want physical touch or that if you're a woman and you touch somebody, they're going to perceive it as sexual. Like, is there something around that, that is asking to be healed or perhaps your um, desire not to touch comes from being overly energetically sensitive? we're touching you get maybe you get touched all day long by your kids and now when you go to touch other people it's just it's just too much like the capacity isn't there sometimes our ability to give or receive touch comes from cultural expectations
0: mhm sure it comes from
1: trauma as you know as you well know um and so we can explore what is it about that and by the way it's not wrong to not want touch in a certain way, it's just how do you create boundaries and make it safe for yourself? And sometimes the first place is starting with how do you accept yourself by touching yourself? Like when you're in the shower, can you actually soap yourself down and honor your own body? Or does that even feel uncomfortable? And if so, why? Like what have you learned about yourself and your body that you're not even allowed to soap down your own arm without... Running up and doing it because it's what you have to do to get clean.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. Do you have a practice? Uh, I'll call it a mindful practice or a meditation practice or a yoga practice that you do to still the energy and calm the energy during the day.
1: I have a bunch of them that I rotate through depending upon what's happening in my life. So <laughs> sometimes, um, My mindfulness practice actually happens for me through movement often. So yoga and breath work is one big one for me, but sometimes for me, it's also, I need to go hike in nature as fast and as powerfully and as sweaty as I can, because I have so much just, ah, (laughs) that the only way that's going to release this is to match that energy. Um, So that can actually be one of my most, one of my best mindfulness practices. It's just to be out and just work hard in nature.
0: Nature, I think of Eckhart Mm Tolle, and he talks about stillness. And he Mm -hmm. says, if you want to become still, hang out where stillness is. Well, where's stillness? Stillness is in the forest. Stillness is in nature. And Mm -hmm. often people I find are, are, Inside physical buildings and artificiality, and they don't realize taking their feet off, taking their shoes off, bare feet, grass, get back down to but get back down to Mother Nature. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to touch on you mentioned breathing and uh, breathing is big deal with mindfulness uh, presence. And I'd like you to share with our audience, uh, maybe even some breathing techniques that if I'm not really aware of what I can do for breathing, what are some basic breathing techniques that I could do that would calm me and make me feel like I'm a better person?
1: Right. Um, and teaching breathwork isn't one of my specialties. However, just bringing conscious awareness to the breath brings us within our body. Mm. Okay. So the first thing to do is just Notice how you're breathing without judging it, without changing it, you know, because the first thing that often happens, if I say, okay, you know, tune in your breathing, people go and they sit up straight and they do all the, the right things. And okay, now, I'm going to take a deep breath. No, what's it? What's your natural state of breathing? If you're really stressed, your natural state of breathing might be really shallow. That's information. That's beautiful information. And if you're really relaxed, if you're ready to fall asleep, your breath might be really deep in your belly. That's beautiful information. So the first thing I tell people is just just tune into who you are, how you are right now. And then once that consciousness is there, now what's your intention? Maybe you're exhausted and you need to go to work, so maybe you want your breath work to be fast. Maybe you're trying to calm down or you're desiring to calm down. And so you're slowing your breath. You're allowing it to expand in your back or you're allowing it to sp- expand downwards in your belly. And you're just being with that motion with the sensation in your body, noticing and being curious. Where is it going? Where is it not going? is not that interesting. When I breathe in, it feels like it's all going to my right, not to my left. Isn't that fascinating? I wonder. If I can play with allowing it to go to my left. And that bringing some playfulness to it instead of here's how it should look, I think is one of the most important things when you look at your breath or when you look at your own practices. It's just where am I right now? And what do I want that to look like instead in a really gentle, loving, self loving way?
0: So, what I hear you talking about. Uh, dawn is the self-reflection awareness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. observation of what's going on inside your body Mm -hmm. and what i find in the work that i do is that 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 would be embodiment Mm -hmm. and the opposite to embodiment would be disembodiment Mm -hmm. and disembodiment is the is the thoughts that you're thinking and trying to figure out a way to Erase those thoughts and allow you to go mm-hmm. back into your body. Right. And uh, so I find that that is a... Uh, o- often people spend their entire life inside their head. They're thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. Don't even know about the breath. Don't mm-hmm. even know that you can't breathe and think at the same time. What do you mean you can't breathe and think at the same Focus on your breathing. And you can't be thinking about dinner. Uh, and I find that the, the the thoughts that you think create a lot of uh, anxiety and tension, tension mm-hmm. in the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you think of the word mindfulness, what would you? How would you define in your in your world, Don, uh, to be mindful and present in the moment? What does that mean to you?
1: What that means is having a level of self-awareness and self-reflection of what I'm doing, how I'm acting or being, and why. In other words, if I'm in a, let's say I'm in an intense conversation and someone says something to me, having a moment of anger. Okay. I'm angry. That's okay. I get to be angry. That maybe means a boundary got pushed or a sensitivity got triggered. That's great awareness. How am I going to choose to react to that? And not that I always react in the best way, right? We all have our moments where it's like, whoops, I, I, that was, that was that. And I just reacted fast and quick, but also understanding like, okay, so when I keep finding myself getting upset or angry or scared or nervous, in these ways. What is actually the way that I want to come to this? And what's the the dissonance between what I'm doing now and where I want to be? And what's standing in the way of me stepping into that way of being? Is it a belief I have? Is it a way I believe I should act? Um, You know, what's happening in my nervous system, in my breath, in my presence? Am I going out of my body and just doing whatever, I'm, whatever comes out of my mouth without any conscious awareness of how it's impacting myself or others? Or am I being really purposeful and taking a breath and saying, wow, that, that made me angry right now and I need a break or that made me really angry right now. So I'm going to say this as gently as I can and making conscious choice. So that's what mindfulness means to me is that it's really easy to be mindful on our yoga mats or in our bed at night. It's a lot harder to be mindful when things when there's chaos around us
0: isn't that the truth mm-hmm. isn't that the truth to uh be to be able to not resist the event that's mm-hmm. happening in the moment of now no this shouldn't be no 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 you know <laughs> it's 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 a it's being a screen door rather than a winter a storm door it's a screen allows the energy to flow rather than no this this should not be which causes like constipation, I use the word people become constipated and you have to have to loosen things up a little bit to let the energy flow a little bit and so I imagine in the work that you're doing uh the 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 flowing of the energy through the system and where mm-hmm. are the blocks that occur in the system and how do you remove the blocks that allow the energy to flow I in the system is that part of what are some of the uh, am I in the ballpark? Because I'm not all those things yeah. that you are. Uh, what are What are some of the blocks or barriers or remediation or things you can do wow. to reduce the tension, to open up the blocks, to allow the energy to flow through your body?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there's a variety of different ways, tools and techniques that one can do. Um you know, Obviously, I, I often recommend that people get support because often we can't see our own blind spots and right? we think we know why we're doing something. And as one of my instructors said, if you if you think you know why you're doing something, that's probably not it. <laughs> because you're looking at yourself from yourself, Um so, for example, our brain runs strategies. We have a strategy of how we do brush our teeth, how we decide to go to work, how we decide to avoid doing something, how do we decide to communicate to our partner. Right? And we're only running a certain amount of strategies, which is why there's that adage of the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, right? It's your brain runs certain strategies. So say that again.
0: Mind. Say that went by too fast for me. Say that one again.
1: Okay. Your unconscious mind runs certain strategies okay. to help you get by in the world in a way that's it believes is going to keep you safe. And that is going to, um, you know, keep you in your power, whatever it is, it's trying to do at that moment, right? So if you learned that safety when you're three, if it started learning a strategy, that safety when I'm three means, means throwing a temper tantrum or making a fuss. So people pay attention to me, if that strategy never gets shifted, all of a sudden right. here you are and you're 50 and you're still throwing an adult version of a temper tantrum.
0: <laughs> Isn't that the truth?
1: Yes. And, and, and
0: how do you escape from that that pattern?
1: Well, mindfulness is definitely one. A lot of unco- unconscious mind change work, like doing working with an NLP coach is very helpful in that hypnosis is very helpful in that anything that works with the unconscious mind that allows it to shift its idea of how, or its strategy of how you're getting what you need. Right. Cause you can do it through your own work too, through counselors and psychologists and, and all that stuff, right? All of those people are very, very helpful to bring the level of awareness, the level of um, attention to what is it that you're getting by doing this? And what do you want to do instead? So any support system that you can get that will help you bring not just the awareness of, Hey, I do this and I'm, I'm going to try not to be angry anymore. I'm going to try not to let my temper get ahead of me, but really like, what do we need to heal? That's way underneath that. Sure. So it becomes easy to make that choice. That's what I recommend for people. It's like, get the support that you need.
0: And how do you dive in to find out what's underneath that's motivating the the actions on the surface. What vehicles can you dive in with?
1: Are you t- when you ask about vehicles, are you asking about like um, techniques that I would use? Are you asking about techniques that your listeners could use? Are you asking about concepts? Help me understand what you're asking. Sure,
0: sure. Uh, you, you talked about finding out what's underneath the surface that's motivating the actions on top of the surface. Mm-hmm. And so, if I'm going to take a dive into that, uh, and I'm and I and I think of, for example, the hypnosis piece you talked about. Uh, mm-hmm. Hypnosis is pretty cool. I mean, psychology. Being in the psychology business, hypnosis is one of those conversations that people have. Mm-hmm. And I know that NLP has conversations about hypnosis. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, what hypnosis means to to, to you and how mm-hmm. it can apply to. Our listeners and the audience.
1: Great. So hypnosis to me means when I am teaching people. I mean, all hypnosis is self hypnosis. Let's just start there. We put ourselves into trance, and we are in trance for the majority of the day.
0: Ooh, well, that's that's a good one. I want to I want to slow down on that one. Okay. We we put our we, hypnosis is self hypnosis, and we, we live in a. We live in a, a trance. We don't know we're in a trance, but we're in a, we're in a trance. Uh, so what do you mean by trance?
1: What I mean is a level where we are doing things automatically. Okay. And without awareness.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: You know, like, have you ever driven down the road and you meant to go to the store, but you accidentally cow it to somewhere else? Home? Sure. Like, wait, whoa, whoa, wait. Where, this is not where I meant to go.
0: Older I get, the more that happens.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Or you drive for miles and you're like, whoa, I, I don't even remember the last 10 minutes of driving. That's trance. Going in the refrigerator, being like, where is the ketchup? I I could swear the ketchup was here. It was there. Like, right here in front of your face. Like that, you're in a trance. You are actually so deep inside of your body. And there are different levels of trance, of course. When we watch television, Like all of these things, we're in this trance state. And when we're in a trance state, we're open to, and our unconscious mind is still absorbing information that it's creating belief systems around, that it's acting upon. And so in hypnosis, what I do or what people can do for themselves in self-hypnosis is they can drop themselves into a level of trance and feed themselves the results that they want to see. They redefine who they are. So if my goal, for example, I'm going to use like lose weight because it's one that people tend to, you know, quickly go to hypnosis for. You know, not only like do I want to lose weight, but what what will I feel differently in my body? How will this empower me to be a better human? What will I see in my life that will make me healthier, happier, more joyful? Like that's what the unconscious mind wants to learn. How am I more safe, more vibrant, more healthy by shifting this pattern? And so as we're, as we're doing hypnosis, that's, that's what I'm helping, encouraging people to do is what strategy or what belief are we running that no longer serves us and that now we can replace with this new belief of, Hey, this choice can be really easy. It can be easy and effective for me to make this change. Because we've all made changes before. And so now as I step into this new change, I can be—I am this powerful person. I feel healthy. I see myself playing with my grandkids in the yard and the smile on their face as they giggle. And I notice my knee pain is gone because I've made these different choices in how I've eaten. And isn't it lovely? And the mind goes, yeah, that's amazing. That's exactly what I want. And then all of a sudden losing weight becomes easier because your mind now is focused on all the beautiful things that you get to have. And it's much easier than just doing affirmations of like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to force myself to do it because every time we're forcing, we're fighting. So how do we shift? So it's not a fight, but it's a both. And my mind wants to be there. My body wants to be there. My conscious mind wants to be there. And now we're all working in synergy.
0: Sure. Sure. Is there some hypnosis techniques that a person can do without a coach, like in front of a mirror or something, where they could be becoming aware of patterns inside themselves that they weren't aware of? Mm-hmm.
1: So hypnosis and and being aware of patterns are separate in some In some way. So you'd bring yourself into hypnosis to give the suggestions to your unconscious mind to create the pattern that you want. So first is, okay, what am I doing that I don't like? Or what am I believing that I don't like? And then now I bring myself into trance and then I give myself the suggestions of what I want to see. So I teach, I'm a hypnosis trainer. And so I teach people how to bring themselves into self-hypnosis to talk to themselves, their higher selves, and actually create that life that they want.
0: Can you give me an example of something that I could do this afternoon to become more, (laughs) less pattern effect or not? You didn't, you said it's not. I know Tony Robbins talks about pattern interrupts and patterns a lot. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so a simple hypnosis technique.
1: See, part of part of hypnosis is learning what is what is it like when you're in trance. How do you recognize when you're in trance, and how do you get yourself there quickly? Yeah, yeah. So you'll see people go like, and then just like down, right? Which I could do to myself right now, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, so you, can you learn, could put like, yourself you yourself.
0: You could mm-hmm. put yourself in hypnosis right now. Into, uh, into, into yeah. trance state.
1: I actually already started pulling myself into a trance state as, as I was talking about hypnosis. So if you felt if you like when I when I teach hypnosis training, what I do is I start dropping myself deeper and deeper into trance. And so as I get into a trance myself and as I start finding that rhythm of the energy in the trance, right, which is also how we talk to each other um, when we're really engaged. So as I start bringing myself into trance, people naturally start dropping into trance with me. And so it's similar to meditation or relaxation, it's not that much different. So when I do deep meditation, it's very, very similar to being in trance. The one thing that you can play with is looking straight up, like towards the like uh, keeping your head straight, looking straight up towards the ceiling, and then allowing your peripheral vision just to expand and just imagine expanding all the way around your head. And once you have that, just allow your eyes to soften and to come back to neutral. And you'll feel how much that relaxes you already. And even that relaxation can be a trance for some people. It can be a very light trance. So you can calm the system. So you can play with that. And then once you're calm, once you feel like you're in that like really lovely state of meditation or of hypnosis, self-hypnosis then you can start saying, isn't that going to be amazing? When I have this, I can envision myself or look at, you know, you said in front of the mirror, look at my body in front of the mirror. Isn't it beautiful? I can see the strength in me just as I am. And won't it be lovely when I make the choices to eat the way I'm choosing to eat so that can become even more powerful, so I can become even healthier, so I can have more strength, more energy, more joy.
0: Is that like reprogramming the beliefs that you had at that three-year-old and you're replacing those beliefs with a with another set of beliefs that's more in alignment with what you are intending to have
1: again yep absolutely absolutely and sometimes you have to address the beliefs more directly Depends upon, you know, if you watched your mom for her whole life, talk about how fat she was and how, and she was always on a diet and she's always trying to lose weight. That's really differently ingrained in who you are as a person. than if you're just like, oh, I gained five pounds. Hmm, I feel like my pants are a little tight. I kind of want to get that off. You know, it's a whole different energy of how much um, awareness or work perhaps it may take in order to clear that, that system.
0: You mentioned the word meditation. Mm-hmm. Meditation is one of the pillars of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Do you have a meditation, a, 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 a way of meditating each day? A practice through,
1: that you follow? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I go through a streak of, I go through streaks of meditation. Like sometimes I'm really great and I'll meditate for a couple of months. I, I'll do, um, One of my instructors, a yoga instructor, um, who's a master. So my master taught me different mudras. And so there's times that I sit and I do mudras for certain things. There are times where I do like third eye meditations and I'm visualizing or manifesting things. There's sometimes when my meditation is just like, okay, I need three minutes. (sighs) Okay. (sighs) Quiet mind. Okay. Let that thought pass. Okay, let that thought pass. Okay, focus on my breath. You know, and my meditation is literally like just to bring me back into my body into some place of of functionality instead of like whatever was happening that pulled me into the chaos.
0: That's great. That's great. Meditation is uh, the in, in my in my business, the managing the thoughts that you think, and being able to, I'll use the word, I'll use the word erase the thoughts. You have the yeah. thought, you make it disappear. You have the thought, you make it disappear. And every time you, you make the thought disappear, whatever gravitational effect that thought was having on your actions is gone. Yeah. And it's not, it's not. Uh, and, and so that's a, a, uh, it's called the sunya meditation. And mm. sunya meditation is you, uh, it's, it's like wha- whack a you the thought comes up whack it thought comes up <laughs> whack it and you whack it with a with a mantra and so mm-hmm. if you've done transcendental meditation
1: uh, i've not Mm-mm.
0: but you've heard of transcendental meditation yes it's tm it's the mm-hmm. it's the, it's a 20-minute practice for the mantra and it makes all the thoughts disappear mm-hmm. and and you replace the thoughts with sunya and sunya means means nothing and so you live in this empty space of nothingness and mindfulness is achieving that empty space of nothingness, which we'll call the space of the being, versus the space of the ego. Ego is the space of all the thoughts. You can make all those thoughts disappear. Uh, you you come back into that space of the being. What what a what a pleasure being able to meet a a, a person on the path. Uh, on, on that path of, transfer, of of self-realization in their own reality like you're doing don and taking your knowledge and your skills and then giving it to other other people and earning a living doing it which is like something that you enjoy doing and i earn a living doing it it's a nice it's a nice combination um, and if i wanted to if if the listeners wanted to read your books or they wanted to uh, go to your website uh, how would how would they get connected with you
1: yes so my website is touchremedies.com r e m e d i e s i'm actually in the process of rebranding but that will always work my books are on amazon one's called the touch crisis navigating the tricky terrain of bringing healthy touch back into our culture And the other one's called What Happened to My Friendships, Five Steps to Navigate the Social Distancing Crisis. So those are both available on Amazon. The second also has Audible because, you know, people love Audible these days. Um, But everything else, um, you can schedule appointments with me. You can email me and everything directly from my website. So I would say going to touchremedies.com is going to be the easiest way to find me and find everything that I'm doing right now.
0: And you do coaching i imagine you do coaching via zoom. So we don't, we don't need to actually fly to Minnesota.
1: You don't, you don't. (laughs) And I love travel. So if you want to do it in person, I'll come to you. (laughs) Well, that's
0: great. That's great.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, I want to thank you
1: for our time.
0: I'm going, I'm going to, I appreciate your taking the time to talk and share your, your journey with our audience. It's it's been, it's been fun. And I want and I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the Potapalooza and and allowing us to be in, in interviewing you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm going to put all the information that you send to me in my in the notes section, um, and so that will be sent out to everybody, so they'll be able to contact you via via the notes section. Great.
1: Well, thank you so much. This has been such a learning opportunity and such a pleasure to speak with you.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. And please catch us on the next great episode of the Mindful You podcast. And please share us with your friends and fellow travelers on the path.